Welcome to the profoundly pointless Thanksgiving special. It's sweaty, it's tight, it's just, it makes you feel great. And then with regards to the hood, it makes me feel like a different person. It's an alter ego. I did it in my garden and I'm, you know, flipping up and down my garden. God knows what my neighbours thought in this full get up. The rubber doll where someone wanted a video where I was literally still. I want to thank you so much for joining us. My name is Nick Vinzant. If you get a chance, subscribe, leave us a rating or a review. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. If you're a new listener, welcome to the show. If you're a longtime listener, thank you so much for all of your support. So I want to get right to our first guest. This is latex model Kitty Malone. When we talk about latex, what's, what's the appeal? It's different. It's taboo. When I first started this in 2014, I accidentally got into it. So naturally, I've been a bit kinky and um, into tight clothing. And then someone suggested um, I try a latex hood. I mean, of course, you look at them and you're like, what the fuck is this? Um, You know, so you put it on and I just loved it instantly. The way that it made me feel like somebody else, I guess. Um, like it completely changes my look. So my first item was a latex hood. Uh, loved it. Loved the way it looked. So then I branched out and got more latex stuff. I love the smell. I love the feel. I love that it's different. I just, I just love it. Do you feel in any way like are you transforming Absolutely. yourself? I like the way that it's feeling the tightness of it, the way it fills against your skin. Um, I love the smell of it. In the winter, it's really hot. In the uh, in the winter, sorry, it's really cold. And in the summer, it's really hot. So there's no, you know, in between with latex. It's sweaty, it's tight. It's just, it makes you feel great. And then with regards to the hood, it makes me feel like a different person. It's an alter ego, I would say, that it, it creates that I'm not this, you know, my day-to-day person. I can be somebody else when I put the hood on. So as soon as the hood goes on, Latex Kitty is there. She's like uh, completely um, a different person to me, I would say. How would you kind of describe yourself as Latex Kitty? Very dominant but also very dirty. So I switch. I can be very submissive um, because I love being dirty, but then I love people being dirty for me. Like I think a lot of um, girls that do this, that we we have a platform either, whether it be Twitter or Instagram, where we can show off, but guys don't. So a lot of my clients, I just love watching them be dirty and and having that opportunity to show me. And that's where my dominant side comes in, where I can tell them what to do and they love it and I love it. So it just changes me in a way where in real life, I'm not very dominant. I'm really sort of submissive and a people pleaser and will do a lot of things just to please people, whereas when this is on, I'm like, I take no shit. <laughs> How did you get into it? Um, well, an ex-boyfriend just gave me a hood and he was into it. And I just sort of was like, that's a bit strange. But yeah, I'm going to give that a go because I give everything a go. And 
yeah, put the hood on and it was just like, I love this. I love the way it makes me look. And then I um, just bought little bits and pieces to go with the hoods. Then I started a Twitter page for fun back in 2014. And I was actually working as a wedding planner at the time. So um, dealing with horrible brides and horrible brides' parents. So on my days off, I would just be posting pictures of myself in latex and then thought, I just want to show off even more. So joined some webcam sites and on my days off started camming. And then, yeah, that took over. I left my job and just cammed all the time. (laughs) So is the latex part of it? Is it a sexual thing in necessarily, right? Like is that or is this more of a lifestyle? It's both. Thing? It's a lifestyle and it's a sexual thing. So for me, obviously, it's a lifestyle where I'll wear it if I'm not working. So I don't have to be necessarily on cam. I will just wear latex. Um, but because it's my full-time job, I'm very lucky that I just get to spend most days in latex. Like it's my job. So it's become both the latex that you have on, right? Like describe me that, can you describe to me kind of the different parts? This part is this, this part is that. Well, this is because obviously I wanted to make it very PG, um, just a latex skater dress and a hood. All my hoods are from rubber 55, but these hoods are like 110 to 170 pounds. So dollars, 300 to 400 dresses and skirts and tops like this. You can just buy from, you know, any good decent latex shop or online shop is there differences in terms of like okay some people will wear the hood some people will wear the whole thing there's only very few girls in you know the latex industry or whatever that do the full shebang the hood i think you know latex skirts dresses leggings that's that's becoming more mainstream now like you see kim kardashian etc on the red carpet in a latex dress, even though I think she did rock a catsuit with built-in gloves and everything's a full-on closure. But I'm yet to see a, you know, a famous person rocking a full hood and, and catsuit and everything. But with the hood, it gives you that sense of mystery of like what's underneath the hood. Like very rarely when I do post pictures of me without a hood, everyone's like, oh, you're too pretty. You don't need to, you know, wear a hood. It's not what it's about. I'm not covering anything, you know. Uh, It's just that I like the full coverage, the full mystery, the full transformation into being latex kitty. Really? What about for men, though? Like is it now do men... Do men have generally kind of the same reasons for getting into it as women do? Well, I think it's it's more popular for men. Like, there's a lot more guys out there into latex. Um, and I think it's for them. Like, I, I have some clients that like to dress up as a female latex girl. So they wear the dresses. They wear the feminine hoods. They wear the makeup with it. They transform into their alter ego um, because it makes them feel good. So, yeah, I mean, it's this, It's more popular for men, I'd say, definitely. Of the 100% of people who do this, like 60% are men, 70% are men. Like what percentage would you say is kind of men versus women? I'd say 80. I'd say 80% of men do it for the sexual 
you know, reference of it. They like to, they they do it because, one, they like the latex, two, it's sexual, whereas the 20% of girls that do it, I think it's the look. They like the way it looks. Um, I mean, when I started in 2014, there was a handful, like, of girls that did this full-on rubber coverage stuff. Like, now there's thousands of girls that, you know, you go on Twitter and they're in latex. It has become more popular because it's hot. It looks hot. But like you just said, you'll mainly find it on girls that are body confident, that, you know, are that size that they can put a size small latex dress on. Whereas I do it because it feels good. But yeah, I'd say majority, it's definitely more men. Like a, a lot of men clients that I have, they ask me, how can I get the missus in latex? <laughs> because the wives look at it like, oh, that's strange. I'm not doing that. That's just like, not a lot of girls would go, yay, give me that hood or yay, give me that rubber cat suit. Unless they were super confident, super young, super like, up for that. It's just, you know, it's not something that a lot of girls would, run to and want to get into do you feel like it's stigmatized at all oh absolutely yeah i mean it's i've got an instagram account and i've lost about five instagram accounts because of this you know like i'm in full latex posing in my latex and it will get deleted whereas you've got you know reality star models in their bikinis showing basically everything that's fine but it's what is the latex just is not acceptable on mainstream platforms unless you're obviously on Twitter where everything's acceptable. You just, it, you know, I've lost accounts just so many times. And I know other latex friends and, and content makers, creators that have just lost their accounts. Whereas you just compose in a bikini that's this big and it's absolutely accepted. So I don't know why latex is not accepted and this look is not accepted because in this day and age we're learning to accept a lot of things now you know which is is right but this still is not accepted so we need to change that it is interesting in the sense that like right like you're fully clothed what can you see you cannot see anything if if i maybe wasn't with the hood maybe more accepted but it's the hood it's because it comes across very gimpish or very bondage or you know like the 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 taboo of this latex where it's just a hidden dirty naughty thing that we do it's like you know disgusting now does it go kind of hand in hand with some other kinks or fetishes or is it kind of no people are just into this they're not necessarily into this 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 and this i know lots of like you know i'm a uh, I make custom videos for people and they can all vary from, you know, just wanting me in latex, JOI, just, you know, putting on gloves and just embracing my latex. And then I get some requests that could be, could you put a scuba mask on and some flippers and, you know, the, you know, the frog woman sort of look, which... I did do a custom for once, and I don't know if you've ever walked in flippers. 
something or easy. No, I would imagine that was kind of difficult. I mean, give me get... hills. I can do hills, but I was not, you know, expecting this. You know, I've slipped into these flippers and I did it in my garden and I'm, you know, flipping up and down my garden. God knows what my neighbors thought in this full get up. And it was difficult, <laughs> really difficult. So, yeah, people, people like all sorts of fetishes mixed in with it. Like nylon is really popular, like nylon and men uh, yeah I don't know what you guys you know you love nylons but nylons under the uh, latex or mixing nylon with latex nylons over my head over my hood that's kind of cool are not okay so this is our location divide nylons are pantyhose right yeah right do you have sex in the latex yeah everything's got zips and holes um, and things like that so I mean, you can feel every part of my body through this latex. Like, it's it's not thick. Well, you can buy very heavy rubber, obviously, but my latex is really thin. So, yeah, you can just rock and roll in this and do what the hell you like in it. Sex, whatever. Even, like, the guy's thing? That's in, That's covered or that's not covered? Well, you can buy sheath pants, which means that the guys are covered in latex, or you can just, the guys would be in a catsuit with a zip, so it comes out. Same with girls, you can have sheath pants where things go inside, or you can have zips where there's no latex or rubber there, so. I know you do camming stuff, do you do in person as well? No. No, I don't, I don't do real-time meets, um... I used to, but I just now like, you know, this is my business. I like doing what I'm doing, but this day and age, I don't feel safe to do that anymore because you just don't know who you're going to get. And I'm a safety girl and I just enjoy seeing my regular clients like this online. We can have a drink, we can chat, like have fun. I'm not the sort of girl that cams and I'm like, right, I'm just going to myself or you know watch you do that and there I go I have a lot of clients that we have a lot of fun and then we catch up on life like sometimes I'm a therapist to them sometimes they just like hanging out with someone in latex because they don't get the opportunity to do it because again their wives girlfriends are not into it or you know you can't just really rock down the pub in your latex can you and hey guys when you do like the cam sessions, will generally the clients, will they be dressed in it as well? Or Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they don't like to show their faces, so it's just torso, but they're always 99.9% in latex and 99.9% i am watching them give me a show. Like, they rock it. So, I have an easy time, really. When, by giving the show, like, they're doing their thing? Yeah. Like, I love watching, you know, them have a great time in rubber. Like, girls get to show off all the time. Like, we do videos, we post them on Twitter, we have our OnlyFans, we have whatever platforms that we have. And, you know, guys watch us and love us, but guys also like to be watched. And I love it when I open my cam and you've got a guy in rubber that loves rubber, that's in embracing their time and just having fun like I love to watch that when you kind of talk about like a cam session or something like that like how does one kind of typically go 
It will be a few chats and, you know, I like to see their outfit, where they bought it from, give me a bit of a spin and then we have a chat. I don't like to open the cam and be like, bish, bash, bosh, you know, that's too much pressure. Get to know them a bit and then get kinky, get a bit dirty, talk a bit naughty and whatever they want to see me do, I'll do within reason obviously and then yeah we have fun but when, when it looks at this when you talk about latex like are there certain things that people in latex like they want to see that that would be unique to that kind of area in the sense like okay if this was just i'll use the word quote unquote like normal sexual attraction right and you know what i mean by that but if you're in latex oh you got to do this they want to see this they want to see that I mean, most popular is in latex, people don't want to see boobs or, you know, they want to see full coverage. They don't want to see my hands. I have to, I not have to, but I wear gloves. It's all about the full coverage. So the same with me, really. When I open my cam, I don't immediately want to see dick. I want to see coverage and then we slowly get it out. Gas masks as well, really, really popular, like breathe play, the gas masks, gags, um, you know, just anything really kinky would go, you know, that goes with latex. I like men that make an effort with makeup and lipstick if they want to embrace their feminine side. Um, But I'd say a lot of men that I can with are very submissive, like a lot of men. I don't get a lot of cam sessions where men are dominating me and I'm the submissive one. I Most of my clients are very submissive and just want to show the fuck off. So it's fun. Are they usually straight men? Yeah, usually straight. Have wives, family, you know, whatever. They just want to just tap into that other alter ego of theirs like I do like I guess normal can you say normal vanilla girls right. yeah. that are camming they get a lot of guys on their cam that are like do this do that you know dominant men that just want to watch a sexy girl doing you know whatever whereas I think this latex thing just draws out very submissive men just embracing their submissive side you talked about like gas masks and gags. What's the what's the appeal of that? Like why is that kind of connected to it? Well, it's the breathe play. It's the, you know, reaching orgasm when your your lack of, um, <clears throat> you know, air or whatever. So it's gas mask. It's also freaky. It's weird. It's just, it goes with the latex. Like I think I have one here. Obviously, I'm not going to put it on, but, you know, your gas masks that you can wear whilst having fun with your doxy or you know it's just it's fun it's different and it's restricting your airwaves so just even the hoods do because I mean you can't see my nostrils but they're very restricted on but I mean I can breathe but there are hoods which I have that don't have a mouth don't have eyes so they're literally just just nose holes so it's complete full coverage which is also really popular. How do you get it on? 
and even like the whole kind of outfit like is it hard to get on it seems like because the only thing i've put on like as a wetsuit and like that's a pain in the ass you just have to make sure that you use lots of dressing aid so i use a dressing aid but then my house gets covered in lube so yeah whenever my friends come around you know they're slipping and sliding all over my floors because it's I've been doing it for 10 years so it's just embedded in my floors even my poor dog when she walks she's like slips slips on the lube and I'm like sorry like my house is covered in lube like the handle like yeah luby luby latex latex it smells of latex there's dildos lying around and the poor dog slipping all over the place but what do people think when they come into your house, like, for the first time? Like, if somebody was coming to, like, work on the electrical system or something, are they like... Yeah, well, I've had that. I've had, you know, people exactly come and work on the electric and they've seen all my latex. And they must come down and be like, mm, I see you. And I'm like, I see you looking. So you can ask the question and I'll answer it. But I just see you looking. And they're probably, you know, when they leave and they get home and they're like, you never guess what went to this house today. And, well, the floors were really slippy. And there was all this latex hanging everywhere and dildos and torsos and... It's a story to tell. I don't say anything unless they ask and I'll tell them. Are you ready for some harder slash listener submitted questions? Yeah, of course. What is your personal favorite, I guess, outfit or latex or whatever? So that it would be a full catsuit and black. I'm a big black latex catsuit person, like full rubber, um, no skin showing, like, I love these hoods, but also I love the ones without the hair. So no hair, just rubber doll look even, you know, where you can, I get a lot of videos where I, you know, can you just be still like doll like, because, you know, I had, I've got a mannequin outfit as well, which is mannequin skin color with a mannequin hood with a condom mouth, which is just, you know, rubber doll. That has to be my favorite look. That's the rubber doll kind of thing? Yeah. Are there different kind of subsections that you would say of kind of the latex fandom? Yeah. So it's, it's well, you can just be anything and anyone in latex. Like the rubber doll is the most popular within girls just to be that latex rubber doll. Even amongst i would say people who are in is fandom the right word whatever word i should be using i guess but even things are like oh that's pretty rare even within this like an aspect of latex um interest they're like oh you don't see that too too often yeah um i wouldn't know because it's normal to me like you'd have to ask that to a a vanilla person because when i get custom requests and um they're like, sorry, this might sound a bit weird, but can you do this? I'm like, that's not weird. Like, you can. It's just nothing shocks me. Nothing's weird. It's just, it all goes, I think, with part and parcel of when you're introducing latex that is a bit taboo, that is a bit strange to some people. Nothing is weird to me. Like, embrace your fetish. Like, embrace anything that turns you on. Just do it. Just ask for it and I'll do it. And within reasons, obviously. I'm not going to do all nasty stuff. I just do fetish stuff in rubber. This is kind of leads us in, I guess, to that one. What would you say is your most interesting request? The rubber doll where someone wanted a video where I was literally still. 
but I had to try and, you know, the Barbie movies just come out. So there's a lot of, you know, these doll like actions, which I'm not great at, but, you know, just literally a video that was just me being completely still and then gradually doing stuff, but in a doll like way. He just wanted that, you know, um, movement pattern. Yeah. Like the mannequins, you know, the guys that have those rubber dolls that are just stiff. So that was quite interesting to do. Um, I've done a lot of videos where I've been submissive and then instantly turned dominant. So it's just like, you, you, you know, you know, you do a bit of a screen fade and then it's all of a sudden like right now. Oh, like a transition. I've had a lot of requests as well with, can you wear different contact lenses so that you can be, you know, this nice person one minute and then all of a sudden you turn evil and I'm like, oh, okay. How popular would you say that it is? I think that it's become a lot more popular. Like when I first started, a few girls did this and now there's hundreds of girls that do this. Um, You've got, you know, lots of celebrities now that are wearing latex. I think that it's becoming a bit popular because it's different. You know, OnlyFans is such a big game now. You know, I think OnlyFans is, oh, I can sell pictures of my feet. Let's get on OnlyFans. That's the, you know. But the latex is different. Any, I think any young girl could probably do okay on OnlyFans. But I choose to do this before even OnlyFans came out, before all these different platforms that girls can now just jump on and make instant dollar. It's it's becoming popular because it's different. But also, it's not as easy as your vanilla girls that are on OnlyFans. Because, I mean, I'm only going to attract people that are into latex when I first started and I first started camming you know I'd get like can you take your head off what's that all about then like you look like a Teletubby because I'm you know this bit with the hair and oh I'll be like, yeah 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 get off mate I mean very funny but it's not very original take the hood off take the hood off take the hood off no no whereas now people are like put the hood on put the hood on put the hood on and girls are, you know, embracing the full hood, the full latex thing to be different and maybe to hide their face so not all their family can see what they're doing. It's, you know, like the the masquerade masks that some girls wear. No, just put a latex hood on and pair it with a load of latex and it's hot. But you're only going to attract latex lovers and fetish people. But that now this is can this be the full time living? Is this the full time living? Well, this is my full time living. You know, I don't have a regular job. This is what I do. Um, also I pay tax on my business. Latex Kitty is a business. Like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, Kitty, give us a discount or can I have that? You know, no, because I pay tax. This is a business. Like buying my latex goes through the business. I make a full time living from it. However, it's not as easy as some girls. Well, I can do that. It's taken me 10 years to get to where I am. You have to get your followers. You have to get your regular clients who you have to look after. So I'm not just speaking to them on cam once every, you know, two, three weeks when, you know, they can get time to cam with me. I'm chatting to them all the time. So sometimes it feels like I've got 10 boyfriends on the go. I'm like, hi, hi, because I like to speak to them. I like to catch up with them. It's constant. And custom videos are really becoming popular, you know. That butterfly effect with Pornhub and the way porn is going. You can go onto Pornhub and you can type in your, 
interests and it's just same old a lot of men want that special they want right kitty can you do this can you say my name can and I'm like yep 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 so they're getting a video that's 100% for them so custom videos is there's a big market for it whereas guys are getting bored of just general porn you know they want me to be so then John can you do this can you do that and they'll watch that over and over and they'll book another one and another one based on different scenarios and things but yeah it's custom videos it's all about the setup it's about getting ready it's the outfit I mean the business is making money but it's also costing money latex isn't cheap so but yeah I've managed to do it but it's not easy and not every girl could do it I don't think I wanted to ask you about the cost in a second but like so if you're making custom videos like how many would you say that you make over a week over a month like how 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 many requests do you get for that um, custom videos, I'm getting 10 a month, I'd say. Latex outfits. Like, how much would you say that they generally cost? Well, the, the recent cat suit that I just bought was 500 pounds. Don't know what that is. In 1200 dollars. to 1500, call it American. Yeah. So that was with big blow up boobies and not that I need it, but I wanted really big blow up boobies. So that was 500. Um, but a latex catsuit would cost you 300 to 350 pounds. And like I said, hood start from about 110 to 170. Can you clean it? Of course. You can't put it in the washing machine, though. So it all goes in. I just pile it up. And then I chuck it in the bath with some soapy water. Put some Vivi shine in it after, rinsing it after, and then just leaving it all hang to dry. But yeah, it needs to be cleaned because the rubber also gets your body salts and your sweat all into it. So yeah, you have to clean it. These hoods are now going to be covered in my makeup under this. So yeah, it's, I need, um, you know, you asked if I do meats. I am looking for a rubber gimp to come and just clean all my fucking latex. <laughs> Because it's boring. I like, oh, this pile. And dildos. Piles of dildos and latex I have to clean. That's not fun. So, yeah, apply to me direct. <laughs> Can we clean my latex? But is it is like, is a gimp a fundamentally different thing? Or is that just what you call the male version of it? No, not the male version, just a very submissive man that wants to just do the fuck as I say, like, you know, be my ashtray, just clean my latex. Like, a lot of men just want me to urinate in their mouths that just literally would do anything, like, you know, collar, submissive, do this, pour me champagne, bring me dinner. That's what they want to do which obviously is really difficult to get a guy in the vanilla world to do that because you know all my ex-boyfriends didn't even wash a dish let alone literally come and worship me and do exactly as I say I mean it's a dream for a woman to have this kind of guy in her life I mean I'd take one to be honest with you like if I didn't have to do anything I'll take one yeah there's guys out there that literally message me like I want to be your full-time submissive slave and I'm like okay come here <laughs> I've well, got a garage that needs cleaning out you know they'll do it doesn't have to be sexual by the way 
you know it's not you know coming and licking my feet or licking my face or they would literally do anything that's you know just to be a slave and not even expecting anything kind of sexually from you they... oh gosh no mistresses don't give you know slaves anything i guess what's in it for them then that's just what they like i don't know like that they just love being submissive. They like having a mistress to worship. Like I said, there's not many guys out there that would do that. So they're getting off on it somehow. Of course they are. But they, they, you know, they don't get sexual rewards. In fact, they get caged and they can't even touch themselves for weeks and months on, an, on you know, whatever. The sex, it's not always about the sex. You know, I see, uh, I have cam people that I talk to that don't necessarily want anything. They don't want to wank or, you know, for me to do anything. They just want to talk purely about rubber or just for me to abuse them verbally. Just call them pathetic and useless and that's what they get off from. Do you ever just wear it around the house? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big Formula One fan, so I like my racing. So when I'm watching those shiny cars come out of the pits with those... You know, those slick tires. I'm in my rubber. I'm like, oh, they must smell good. Yeah, I, I, I wear rubber when I'm watching racing. Um, if I'm going out for dinner with friends, sometimes I'll just wear um, a rubber thong or something. I would like to be able to just go out in rubber leggings, but my friends would be like, Kitty, because uh -uh. again, and why, I don't know. You just get too much attention, maybe. I don't know. Even, like, the pants? You couldn't even wear the pants out? You feel like people are like, what's... Oh, no, I think you could wear leggings. I mean, I do wear leggings out, you know. But my leggings sometimes have... Well, m most of them have feet. And the sweat sort of bulges up in your feet and you slip a lot. So if you're wearing heels and um, rubber leggings, I fall over quite a lot. Where do you think that this goes in the future? Like, do you see this as an evolving kind of kink slash fetish? Do you think, where do you think it kind of goes? Or it's like, it's kind of what it is. I think it's going to become more popular. I'm not saying mainstream. I just think I would like to see it become more acceptable. Whereas girls that wear it are not frowned upon, looked down on and looked as being weird, strange or men for the same reason. I, I'd like it to become more acceptable. Um, we're not doing any harm, you know, it's just a fetish, just like everything else. But like you said earlier, you, you put latex and you immediately put it towards sex or whatever. It doesn't need to be that. It just is a fabulous material um, and a fabulous look. I'm not saying that I'm going to be rocking a restaurant, you know, in a full hood. And that's what I'd like to see. I'm not saying that, but I'd like to see rubber and, and latex become more mainstream. And I'd like to see less accounts being deleted from Instagram because of it, because we're just covering ourselves. We're not doing any harm. That is kind of the ironic aspect of it, right? It's like you were deleted for being fully clothed. And then That's girls not... that wear nothing, it's, it's fine. That's pretty much all the questions that I have. Is there anything that you think that we missed or anything like that? No, I don't think so. I just hope that everyone gives me a follow. If I'm allowed to say my OnlyFans, OnlyFans slash LatexKittyXXX and my website, which is LatexKittyXXX.com. 
and loads of other platforms which just literally latex kitty triple x and twitter latex kitty triple x i want to thank kitty so much for joining us if you want to connect with her we have a link to her on our social media accounts we're profoundly pointless on tiktok instagram and youtube and we've also included her information in the episode description if you want to see more of some of the things that we talked about the YouTube version of this interview will be live on November 23rd at 12.30 p.m. Pacific. Okay, now let's bring in John Shaw and get to the pointless part of the show. What do you think is the best time to eat Thanksgiving dinner? Probably at the start of the second half of the usually Lions Thanksgiving Day game. So 1, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock around there. I think that's too early. I think that that is too early to be eating dinner at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock. I think 4 or 5 is the best time to eat Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's funny. As I get older, like, I really used to look forward to Thanksgiving. I, I like, like, it used to be one of my favorite times of the year. Friends, family, food, alcohol. Now it's almost more of a burden. You know, it's like, ugh. It's almost become a holiday that I don't look forward to. Just the, can we just put because it's a Thursday. Like if it, Thanksgiving was on a Friday, I would actually like Thanksgiving a lot more. I still want the same days off, but I would like Thanksgiving if it was on a Friday more. That's a whole rant for me. I don't know why we just can't make like the big four holidays on a Saturday, regardless of their actual date. I think that all holidays should be on Fridays from now on. All holidays should be on Fridays because then you get that day and you get the weekend. Because I think it's hard to have, like, 4th of July is a pain in the ass because you have the 4th and then you got to work the next day. So it's not like you can really have fun. Labor Day is the same thing. You know, it's on a Monday. It's should be Fridays. All holidays should be Fridays. Mandatory. Well, I mean, I, I, I think maybe we should start something. Let's start a petition that nobody will care about or vote on. We can get at least three signatures. Mine, yours, and maybe one other person. Why do you think that 1 o'clock is a good time to have Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, well, I'm going to sound really snobbish here, but whenever I've hosted the last few years, it is much later because I smoke meats, right? So, like, they, <laughs> they have to... He does smoke meat. I'll give you that. So, anyways, I mean, it's... I would say it's as long as it's between the 1 and the 6 window, you're fine. 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. You don't want to go earlier than that, and you definitely don't want to go later than that because the whole purpose of Thanksgiving is to fill your tummies, maybe have some alcohol, and then take a nice nap midday. I could care less about the nap. Oh, it's Have you ever I don't done know. it? Have you ever had a Thanksgiving nap? I don't think that I've ever taken a Thanksgiving nap. I don't think that I ever have. I'm not a big napper. I wake up more tired after a nap. <laughs> I actually, my wife has a thing that I, I wake up angry for some reason from a nap. How long of a nap are you taking? I mean, it, 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 it doesn't really matter, it seems. I just wake up, even if it's 45 minutes, I feel, I feel as if I wasted the day. Mm, so you're mad at yourself, but you take it out on other people. I don't really think I'd take it out on anybody. But yes, I am mad at myself. I mean, if your wife notices, basically your family suffers. That's what she's telling you. That your behavior is making your suffer your family suffer. I'm not winning father of the year or even dad of the year at this point. I uh I had a pretty traumatic experience in the playground this past weekend. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. 
So my kids wanted to, well, my oldest, we were with some friends, some of her friends. I don't really know the parents that well, but you okay. know them, right? They're school parents. And we were at the playground, and they have, I don't know what you call it, but it's its old school where you can get on it and you can spin around. You know what I'm talking about? Like a merry-go-round, dude? Sure, exactly, yeah. But, you know, all the kids That's were like, like not knowing what the name of the swings is. Like, what's that thing where you sit on it? It's connected by a chain. You go back and forth. You kind of swing. Regardless of whatever it's called, the kids were chanting, push us, push us faster, push us faster. Oh, so I, I just whipped that thing as hard as I could. And uh, surprisingly, I, I whipped it pretty fast. And like three kids fell off of it. And uh, that, that, ended, that ended the play date for pretty much uh, at that moment. Was it clearly your fault? I mean, I said, make sure you're hanging on. And that's you're talking to a child. I don't care how old you are. You're talking to children. If you're an adult and they're a child, it doesn't matter what the situation is. It's your fault. Uh, one of the parents proceeded to tell me it was my fault. Well, yeah, they were 100% correct in that. Like, you should have some common sense and not try to whip this thing as hard as you possibly can. You know what? God, then- you're that parent. Like, I couldn't believe. How can you be that person? Like, I've been at the merry-go-round and specifically thought to myself, like, I'm not going to push this thing as fast as I can because I don't want one of these kids to get hurt. I mean, don't, you know, like Omar said, don't come at the king. And you referred to it as a traumatic experience for yourself, not for the children that you threw into oblivion. Yeah, it was traumatic for me because, uh, you know, once again, I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't know what I was doing. But, I mean, there I think there were seven kids on that thing, probably 300 pounds. I did not think I was going to be able to spin the shit out of it, and I did, and that and, and it happened. How okay after you get it going as fast as you possibly thought that you could get it going? How how many seconds eclipsed before you realized you made a mistake? Oh, probably within at least less than five. Because as soon as I started whipping it, one of the kids wasn't really hanging on. Mm. And like they tried doing the thing where they tried like balancing with their hip and they just lost balance. They were the first casualty. Did they get hurt? Uh, They didn't. One of the kids had, you know, they kind of flew off into like a, like asphalt area. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was bad. You know, I was just trying to be a good dad. I was trying to get my kids out of the house was trying to give my wife some space, and I biffed it. I absolutely biffed it. Yeah. I can't believe you. Did you go all in? I mean, did you spin it as hard as you possibly could? Well, I well here yes, but because I thought, like I said earlier, because I, I thought of all the weight on it, you know, I, I, didn't want, I didn't want to just spin it and have it go around like once. I wanted the kids to be like, oh, this is the, this you dad wanted, can do you it. You wanted to be cool. You tried to go back to high school glory days. <laughs> and instead, you ended up sending some children to the medical. No, nobody, care. nobody went to the medical. I, I can tell you though that uh, one of the moms there, I saw a different side of her, which I don't ever have to see. Oh, again. she was mad. Did she? How close in your, up in your face did she get? She didn't get that close in my face, but she. I mean, she made everybody know that how irresponsible I was, and you know, and, and what did she other- say? What did she say? Well, she started with that of how irresponsible I was, and yeah. did I not know? You know, did I not know what I was doing? And uh, then another parent came in as she was kind of berating me and was like, "Listen, you need to calm down. 
And then oh. she got angry at that parent for trying to calm her down. Mind you, it's a Saturday afternoon, so there's really nobody except us and you know the, the, this group of parents out there. So it, it just it just turned into a disaster. Were these people that you specifically went to the park with, or were they people that you ran into while you were at the park? No, that we that we that we met up with at the park. Like their classmates, they're they're parents of other students in my oldest this class in kindergarten. Mm, this makes this much worse. It is, yeah. You this should, makes you, this much worse. This is a this is a major problem. They're never gonna hang out with you again. <laughs> I mean, I know. I, I yeah. I don't even know what to say. I though. Listen, I, I tried making did you it apo- right. Did you apologize? Ish. I don't know if I. I mean, I, I said, listen, I was sorry for your kid not knowing how to hang on, uh, but then I, I offered to buy them ice cream and stuff, like everybody, and half the parents were like, you idiot, it's 35 degrees outside. Like, okay, well, then I don't know what to tell you anymore. God dang, dude, so. you are just fucking up left and right. You're somebody who really can't be allowed out of the house. It's <laughs> basically like everybody knows not to do that too much. Like, how old were these children, by the way? Kindergartners, so I don't know. Four th- years old. Four or five four to, years old. Four to five, maybe a six year old, but probably four to five. Now, what's the only reason that this could have been acceptable behavior is if you would have stood your ground and when the parents came up to yell at you about something, you should have said, Well, really, this is your fault because you didn't teach them how to hang on. Prepare them for the world. Make I... no softies here and then walk off. You should have turned it around. You should have been mad at them for not preparing their child for the real world. Why do all my kids have to come down to your kid's level because you didn't teach them how to hang on? Really, you're the problem here. You should have turned it around. Well, I, I, I don't think you would do that either. I don't think any man in their right mind would do that. and Or, or a person, not just man. I don't think any person would do that. And that. I, I felt legitimately bad. I mean, You should. When the, when the first kid <laughs> flew off, I was like, Oh no, you know, and then all the other kids, as soon as they see that, start freaking out. And then, you know, finally one of the dads came in and like was stopped. You didn't even do anything. I Somebody shot, else had to. Man. Listen, this is the worst. This is the worst analogy I can say. But it was like, you know, it was like playing a war simulator and pressing the button to bomb somebody, and you sit back and you watch it happen, and you're just you're like, I don't know what to do anymore. That's how I was. I was just like I don't I don't know what to do. I guess I'm just gonna just see see what happens after they stop spinning. <laughs> this is this yeah. This is and the j- single worst thing, worst parent. Like I can't, I literally cannot believe that a person like this exists in the world. Just, like I really just, can't. Like if I saw this person and be like, wait a minute, and then you didn't. Like oh, you should have immediately, at the very least, been like, oh, that's going a lot faster than I thought it was. And immediately try to like correct the situation. Like, oh, I kind of fell as I was pushing it. But you just, just stood there like an idiot. Here, here's what makes this just a tad bit worse: is that my wife doesn't know this happened yet. Wow. Yeah, I would just keep that to yourself. Don't let that. Oh, well, she's going to find out. She, she's she, going to find one, out. One of these parents at some point in the future is going to say something and then she's going to want to know answers and i'm going to tell her what you told me to say right you should have doubled down now you've got to you have to fight against society's ills you have to make this a cause to fight against society's ills you have to be the one man willing to stand up against the tide anyways uh is it time for shout outs so we so i can move on anybody get video anybody get video no there's no video that's unfortunate local moron spins playground too fast stands by does nothing I mean, it could be it couldn't be any worse when I tried going down the slide, 
and my ass got stuck in the slide. That was embarrassing. Seems like you probably shouldn't be allowed by playgrounds. <laughs> That's why the restraining order got lifted. Well, yeah. 2019. Hey, man. <clears throat> I got nothing. All right. Uh, well, let's get some shout-outs here. Uh, let's see. Lawrence McInnes, Justin Barber, Neil Kinghorn, Ooh. Jay DeWave, Roy Gibson, Aaron Webb, Michael Rogers, Scott Clenahan, Dennis Briggam, or Bridegam, and Murillo Rodriguez. What? Wanna try that yep. one again? Uh, Murillo Rodriguez. Murillo. I'm sure yeah. it's not. Okay, well, close enough. I, I'm sure it's not oh, that either. But let's let's just uh, let's just go with it. So I would honestly get you banned from the playground. That's going to get you a reputation as somebody who's irresponsible, right? Like, who's the dumb – who's the – I'm not going to – well, yeah, I would have to. I'm sorry, John. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to call you dumb. That was pretty dumb. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I over – listen, I overestimated my strength, I guess. That's what I – that's what I thought in that brief moment when I spun it, and I was like, oh, no. Well, you got to blame it on somebody else, being like, look, honey, you were the one telling me to work out. Now I got these big pythons. not my fault I can spin it so quick. Well, whatever. Uh, well, let's see here. Speaking of, I got a couple of uh, bangers for you. Uh, and these all kind of come from my weekend. So get ready for okay. it. Okay. Uh, best kind of slide. Twirly slide. Water slide. Or just like a regular slide. You know, that, that just a generic slide that, you know, just goes, uh, you just go down. I just like a generic slide to go down, honestly. I've never really been on any kind of twirly side or a covered slide that I really thought was that great. Just give me a long, straight slide. That, to me, okay. is the best kind of slide. I could care less about a water slide. I've never been on a water slide that I honestly felt was enjoyable. Every single one, to me, felt like, I'm going to get hurt here somewhere. We've kind of touched on this before, but I, I want a concrete answer from you. And what at what age are you too old to go on a roller coaster or so that's part that's part one part two is what age will you feel it like the next morning oh i don't uh you're never too old i mean you can always go and do it if you want to you're never too old to get on it but i would say that physically when i started to be like oh my body doesn't like this very much probably close to 30 is when at, like at 30 years old i was like oh this isn't happening anymore which apparently my father, who's a retired family physician, would say that as you get older, your inner ear doesn't stabilize as well. So it gets really a lot more difficult for you to kind of enjoy it. And now that I haven't been on a roller coaster in a long time, I don't have, want anything to do with it. Like, it screws me up. Okay. All right. That's. right. I'm worried that the lap bar wouldn't shut anymore on me. You know, I kind of feel like that's how you des- what you deserve. If I was the parent at that playground and... I was looking like, who was that parent who did this? I was like, his name was John Shaw. And then I looked you up and I found out that John Shaw was injured because the lap bar didn't fit on a roller coaster. I'd be like, well, that's what you get. That's what <laughs> I mean, you get. That's what I you mean, deserve. I, I think that's fair. That's, you know what? F- fuck around and you find out. I didn't, I didn't force, I didn't force any one of those kids to get on that thing. That No, no. But they, you did ruin their trust in adults. <laughs> Well, that was probably ruined long before I ever came into the photo. No, that's tragic. Okay. Uh, all right, one more here. Uh, this is pretty simple, and I wasn't really sure how to word this, but turkey for Thanksgiving. 
Do you do turkey? Is turkey's way overrated? I think. Um, what's what's a what's the number one substitute for turkey on Thanksgiving? We do ham. Actually, we don't do turkey on Thanksgivings. We do ham, and I would say that that probably started. I mean, since my wife and I stopped going nice. to like other family Thanksgivings, that's probably been in place for the last five years. I'd take a ham over a turkey any day. Turkey's not good. Well, fuck around, you find out. See, I'm, I'm starting around. to turn the narrative now. That's what you got to do. You got to double down and be like, you know what, Lisa? I understand that your child fell off, but this is not my problem. This is a you problem. You should how ha- you should raise your kid to be prepared for the world because it's not all sunshines and rainbows out here. Sometimes you're going to run into some stuff, and your kid's got to be prepared, and you're not getting them ready for it. I really should have just put you on speakerphone. You could have spoken for me. Look, what you, all you had to say was houseproof your kids. <laughs> you can't houseproof don't, out here in the wild. You right, can't do it. Houseproof your kids. Don't kid-proof your house, right? You got to teach children to exist in the world, not protect them from it. <laughs> Double down. Okay, all right. That's, can we just move on? Yeah. Uh, okay, so our top five is top five Thanksgiving sides. What's your number five? All right, so I think this is love or hate here. Uh, but I love it, and it is—it's cranberry sauce, but specifically out of an ocean spray can. I a hundred percent agree with this. I also have cranberry sauce at my number five, but I don't want any kind of fancy cranberry. It has to be the stuff that flops out of the can, still shaped <laughs> like the can. That's the best cranberries. It's the best cranberries—the stuff that still looks like the can. Don't give me no I, fancy cranberries. The first Thanksgiving that my wife and I were together, she was horrified by the fact that I would use the kangaroos as like like where you to cut. That's where you cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what it's there for, right? Like, <laughs> I don't even think that you have to cut it. Just give me the whole. Just flop it out there. Cram <laughs> cranberries cheap is the is so much oh. better than like I got real cranberries. Oh, cool. Do you have the stuff that comes in a can that's probably yes. was packaged in twenty twenty one? Give me yeah, that. No. Yeah, not so much. Um, okay. All right. My number four is green bean casserole. Oh, two words that I cannot stand. Well, three words, I guess, depending on how you look at it. But green bean casserole. Don't want anything to do with that whatsoever. I think that's just because you haven't had proper green bean casserole. I think it's because I've had green beans and know that no matter what you do to green beans, they're still green <laughs> beans and I still don't want them. Okay. I mean, I I, I will... You put you put some crispy dry onions on top. Oh my god, it's delicious. So in other words, the only way to make green bean casserole good is to make sure it tastes nothing like green beans. It's to entirely hide the green bean aspect of it. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to I mean, if you put it that way, yes, the yeah, yes. That's, yeah, that's, you're that's how you definitely do it, right. Okay. All right, what's your number 4? 4 is gravy. My number four is gravy. I think that gravy should be a side in and of itself and is one of the most important part is one of the most important parts of the Thanksgiving dinner because it can supplement and add to so many other things. The gravy has to be good. I would also make an argument that even though I'm gonna put gravy as my number four side, gravy is the most important thing about Thanksgiving dinner because it can save or enhance every other side that you have. Here's why I don't have gravy on my list is that brown gravy, which is typically what's served for Thanksgiving, is not good. Country gravy or white gravy, however however you want to put it, 
with that's the best gravy. Mm, so that's, I agree. That's, I agree. That's that's why it didn't make my list. I like a thick gravy. Gravy can be a side on of its own. I would go country gravy over brown gravy, but I'll, I'm not gonna not gonna pass up gravy. Gravy. Have you ever I mean, drank in it? Have you ever just drank in gravy? Yes, but country yeah. gravy, not not Thanksgiving gravy. I actually stay away from Thanksgiving gravy. Okay, okay. It's your uh, number three. Uh, this is about as vanilla as as you can get, but uh, just a good roll. I have cornbread. Okay, I mean similar. You don't have cornbread. You just go with a regular roll. You get cornbread. Like this is America. Never had cornbread at Thanksgiving. Okay, I guess that means you've never really had Thanksgiving. Seems like that's what the real thing is there. Okay, what's number two? Wait, wait, okay, all right. Well, I guess we'll come back to that. But. Yeah, if you haven't had cornbread with Thanksgiving, you haven't had Thanksgiving dinner, right? You haven't had that. No. It's like saying um, I haven't had stuffing. So I wish I could have two number ones because these are equal in my opinion, but I'll, you know, I'm going to give the slight edge, obviously, to my number one. So my number two, uh, sweet potato casserole. Hmm. I have sweet potatoes. I specifically don't really like the sweet potato casserole with all the mushrooms, or not the mushrooms, but all the marshmallows. If you've got a whole thing where the whole top is just filled with marshmallows, that's that's just dessert. Oh, that's not man. like sweet you potatoes. Are, you're doing it wrong. You, I, 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 I listen. I, I will go on. You know what? Maybe we should post my recipe for Thanksgiving because I think my sweet potato casserole recipe. Would rival Gordon Ramsay's, okay? Oh, God, no, it doesn't. That's how good it is. Right, it doesn't, right? Do you use tongs? Well, how many pairs of tongs do you use in making it? You don't. You don't. You know what? Because of you, that has now turned into a joke with some of our local here listeners, some of my friends who, I mean, yeah, it's not that unusual to have a dozen pairs of tongs. Yes, it is. is Yes, it it is. is It's very unusual to. I bet you could go to restaurants, four and five star restaurants that can serve fifty plus people at one time, and they don't have as many tongs as you do. Well, that's because they're not doing it right, I guess. Yeah, or they are doing it right. Well, if they serve, my bowls, number two is sweet potatoes too. I bet, I bet our number one is the same, which I think is the dominant number one. Go yeah, ahead. it's I, if stuffing is not your number one. Then I don't know what the fuck you are doing. Excuse my language. Not having Thanksgiving dinner is what you're doing. Stuffing is the number one. I think that that is by far the best. You know what, though? Honestly, I will say this. I like the food after Thanksgiving dinner. Like when you make the leftover plate after Thanksgiving dinner more than I like the actual dinner. Like when you can kind of put everything on a sandwich when you can just kind of hit the highlights later in the day, that's why I think that three. That's why I'm going to say that four o'clock is the best time for Thanksgiving dinner because that gives you enough time to also clear room for the later meal, which, in my opinion, is the better meal. Oof. I the mean, sandwich after to me is the best part of Thanksgiving. Oh, so I was going to say to the dessert. Um, I I don't know though. I I still think that my top two. Throughout the entire day, dessert, breakfast, whatever you're going to eat that day, sweet potato casserole and stuffing. I mean, I, I make those during the year. That's how good they are. I really think that, honestly, though, we should change up the entire way that we do Thanksgiving. I don't think that we should have turkey and stuffing and sweet potatoes and cornbread. I think that we should have like an American Thanksgiving of cheeseburgers, pizza, hot dogs, <laughs> spaghetti, pizza rolls. 
okay. nachos. That to me would be the best Thanksgiving. Skip the turkey. Give me some cheeseburgers, some pizza, tacos, burritos. That's what should be on Thanksgiving. Okay. I, I mean, I, I'm fine with the traditional Thanksgiving. Well, that's wrong. Do you have any honorable mentions? What do you have in your honorable mention? I mean, not, not really, to be honest. I mean, there, there's not very many to pick from. Um, I mean, I have I have regular mashed potatoes, uh, Brussels sprouts, and corn. Those were on my honorable mention. Corn can be okay. I can put corn in the top seven. I can go mashed potatoes over sweet potatoes on Thanksgiving, honestly. Oh, my God. No, not even close, but fair oh, enough. I could do it. I could do it. I could do mashed potatoes over sweet potatoes. Nope. Yeah, I could. I could. Uh, I don't have anything else in my honorable mention either. That's pretty much all you need. I don't think you really need four or five sides. I don't think you need a whole bunch of different stuff. And everyone Fruit. can just eat sides. Light up a candle, a couple candles. What's your Thanksgiving candle? Give us a bonus Thanksgiving candle. People should try out for their Thanksgiving. Well, I, I mean, I think I mentioned this on other episodes, but uh, I just lit last night my first Tis the Season candle, which is my favorite mm. scent by far. And I got like this, uh, the super jumbo, supposed to burn for like 120 hours, Tis the Season. So it's Wow. It's How huge. much did that cost you? 120 candle? 120 hour candle? Why, why does it matter? Got it on sale. So, But how much did it cost you? Right? Whenever you avoid the question, that means you paid a lot. I, I paid a good chunk for it. But you know what? I'd do it again. How much did you pay for it? I mean, probably upwards of 50 bucks. Oh, I thought you were going to say like $100. No, it's no, it's a mass-produced pro- candle. So it, you know, oh, 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 sorry, snob. God, you're such a snob. For somebody who puts so much time and effort into the things that you eat and consume and have around your body, you think you'd be much more sensitive to the needs of others and not spin them around so fast they fly off the damn merry-go-round. You fuck around, you find out. Oh, okay, that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of Profoundly Pointless. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance... Leave us a quick review. Doesn't have to be some big thing. Just a couple of quick words really helps us out. And let us know what you think are some of the best Thanksgiving sides. I think it's really hard to beat stuffing. Really hard to beat stuffing. But maybe some others could make a run. Like if somebody had cornbread as number one, I wouldn't agree. But I would understand it. The only thing that I wouldn't understand is turkey. Turkey doesn't belong anywhere on this list. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.